Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated October 23, 2020. I'm Phil Adler, and I'm speaking with Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady. Our discussion today focuses on the unique nature of the U.S. economic recovery, which is now underway, and how characteristics of this recovery may impact financial markets. Bill, I guess you could say that the recovery is unusual because the recession has been unusual. In what ways has our recession differed from past recessions? The most striking difference has been the drop in services. The majority of recessions in the post-war period have had a drop in goods output, but it is rare to see actual declines in services. In this downturn, we have seen a four-quarter rolling contribution to GDP from services at a minus 24.8%. There is nothing in the historical record that matches the magnitude of this decline. What data now communicates that the decline in business activity experienced during this sharp, brief recession is over. Well, when economists talk about the business cycle, we use very precise definitions. A recession begins when there is a clear peak in economic activity and ends when there is a trough. Non-economists tend to think the recession ends when everything returns to the previous peak. But for economic business cycle definitions, the period between the trough and the new peak is called a recovery. There is ample evidence that employment, industrial production, retail sales, etc., all made their lows in the period from May through July. We expect the National Bureau of Economic Research, a private body charged with dating recessions, to officially declare the recession ended somewhere in June or July. But that in no way means everything has gotten better. The recovery will likely be very slow. Certainly, the recovery appears to be uneven. Some segments of the economy appear to be left out. Could you explain? Between lockdowns and voluntary restraint, personal contact industries have suffered greatly. So, recreation, travel, restaurants, and other personal service entities have been nearly shut out. Because households are not interested in these items and are more or less stuck at home, there's been a surge in buying of household items and home improvement. And millennials, who had been slow to form households, appeared to be aggressively deciding to set up shop and move to the suburbs. Working from home is accelerating this trend. So bottom line, entertainment, travel, dining out, and personal contact services have been hurt badly. Those engaged in goods production and home building have prospered. For restaurant workers and travel agents, there has certainly been no recovery or or very little recovery. Can this lost ground ever be recovered? Probably not. If we dined out once a week before the pandemic and haven't gone out for several months, we probably won't dine out three times a week to catch up. Restaurant visits, cruises, vacations, these sorts of activities will just not be made up. Bill, do you think the trend away from spending on services might linger even when we recover from the pandemic? We will probably see services rebound, but there will be some differences. Once the pandemic passes, I would expect recreation, travel, and restaurant visits to return. But for those who have bought recreation vehicles or vacation homes, recreation patterns could be different. And what does this mean for U.S. economic policy. 
Well, policy has generally been designed to help goods producers. There hasn't been much in policy to help service providers because they mostly have been unaffected or less affected in previous recessions. Although I do expect policymakers to eventually design policies to provide some degree of support for these industries, it is hard to know exactly what to do. It's an age-old problem in policy. You don't want to bail out a firm that's facing solvency failure because they should fail, and you want to limit support to firms facing liquidity shortages. But in practice, it's hard to tell the difference. The airline industry is a good example. Without aid, it will shrink, and some firms may not survive. But it is hard to know if saving some of them is the right policy. And what does this all mean for investment strategy? Well, goods producers tend to be cyclical in nature, and so leaning into those areas of the market makes sense because they are recovering. Should investors favor certain stock sectors at the expense of others for the foreseeable future? Well, materials and industrials should prosper, as is will home builders. Defensive stocks will probably underperform. Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We want to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. Music